Welcome to Back to the Futures, the official podcast of the Futures Collegiate Baseball League, presented by ChangeUp. I'm Owen Shadrick, and joining me, as always, is my co-host, Johnny Maffey. Johnny, once again, sporting the sunglasses, must be an American holiday coming up. Yep, I hope everyone has a great July 4th weekend. I hope that you get your hands on a juicy burger, a nice hot dog with some uh, mustard and onions, whatever you choose. Oh, and I get I get two weekends, Memorial Day and July 4th, to wear these, so you, you better believe I'm wearing them for the intro. Yeah, and a happy 4th of July to everyone, and you can spend your 4th of July weekend listening to this episode. We had Isaiah Mestre of the Pittsfield Suns on this podcast. He's been great to start the year, and the Suns, as of Monday when we're recording this, are tied for first in the league, so... Good things in Pittsfield. Yeah, everyone's enjoying the nice off day today. Besides us, we don't take any off days. But uh, Isaiah certainly has my vote to be in New Britain for that all-star game. He's pitching really well. Hopefully his elbow gets back into the, the right shape it needs to be. And yeah, like you said, Pittsfield and Brockton are atop the standings. There's some been, been some shakeup in the middle, but that's been it's been the story of the season so far. Yeah, it's been the story of the season. And Again, the Suns are a big story. The Bravehearts are starting to get hot at the right time. The Rocks continue to roll. It's great to have baseball. We're almost at the midway point of the season, which is unbelievable. And we're about at the midpoint of this intro, too. So we're going to stop talking. And without further ado, we're going to present our interview with Isaiah Mestre. Everyone have a great weekend. Drive safe and enjoy the holiday. Let's roll. At this time, we are honored to be joined by our next guest, who sits second in the league in ERA and has been a major part of the success in Pittsfield. It's Isaiah Mestre of the Pittsfield Suns. Isaiah, thank you so much for joining us today. How are you? Good. How are you guys? We're doing well. Really excited to have you on this podcast. And to get started, the Suns have been scorching to start the year. And after a doubleheader win yesterday, you currently sit tied for first place in the league. What has it been like to be part of that success? It feels good. I mean, we got a bunch of cool guys on our team. And from the first day, we really clicked. So it's just been all of us just playing and having fun together. So it's been a good time. And we're winning ball games, so you can't complain about that. Yeah, absolutely. And a big part of that, like Owen mentioned, is because of you. You've thrown 22 innings so far in four starts, just three earned runs. Uh, you only allowed 16 hits. You, you're striking out 24 guys. And like Owen said again, that ERA is 1.22. We're going to mention that again, I'm sure. Uh, what's it been like for you yourself to, to see these results? I mean, it feels good. I didn't really have the school year I wanted to, so... Coming in here, I really wanted to work hard and fill up the strike zone and try and get my confidence back. And I've been doing so, so far, so it feels good. Yeah, you're from Pittsfield, and you got the opening night start at Wakona Park in front of the Pittsfield fans and their return to the league for the first time since 2019. What was it like to get that start, and what does it mean to play in front of the hometown crowd every night? It feels good. A lot of family and friends come out and gives you something to do in Pittsfield. There's not much to do here, so being able to watch some baseball and I get to do it in front of my home fans. It's, it's a good experience. And it's not the first time that you've pitched here in Pittsfield and on opening night, you were also the opening night starter at Wakona park in 2018 and played for the suns both years, 2018 and 2017. What led to your return and what has it been like to pitch for the suns? I mean, it means everything really uh, growing up and stuff, trying going to these games, seeing these kids play. And now, I got to do that after high school and then playing my last year summer ball here. I wouldn't want to be anywhere else playing with Getty and the coaches. And I love meeting all the new guys and just being able to stay home for the summer. And how were you initially recruited here? Who got in contact with you about coming to Pittsfield to return to the Suns? 
Uh, actually, I reached out to Getty because I was going to play for Westfield. And then I didn't really want to drive the 45 minutes. So I asked him if he could pull some strings and he pulled some strings for me. So I got back home and that's where I wanted to play. Yeah, great, great economic move there. <laughs> Not having to drive all that way. So you were, like you said, you touched on it after high school, you were on the Suns in 2017. What's the biggest difference between 2017 and 2021 in the FCBL, you think? Honestly, my nerves and stuff coming out of high school, all these big dudes, college kids, I was kind of nervous. And now I'm just kind of the older guy in the league, just trying to do my job, throw strikes and have fun with it. And what about the league overall? You think it's headed in the right direction? Yeah, for sure. I think each year it's gotten better, if not just as good as it has been. So the competition is good and I love playing in this league. So it seems like also you have a great relationship with Coach Gedman. What's he taught you over the years? A lot, honestly, just like being myself, playing with confidence. And Sheik, honestly, Coach Sheik has been helping me a lot with pitching this year. So that's helped me a lot because my mechanics weren't where they were supposed to be coming back from school. So he's been working with me and coaches are great. They just give you the confidence and go out there and let you play your game. So let's get a little technical here for a second, if we can. You said you didn't have this this spring you really uh, wanted to, and now you're having one of the best summers amongst qualified pitchers. So what did you change in those few weeks, if you had a few weeks, between the, the end of the spring and the beginning of the summer, and how has that helped? Uh, just a little mechanical things with, like, driving down the slope and doing them type of things, and then just my confidence. I kind of lost confidence after a few starts at school, and then Gain it back is what really helped me. So confidence is certainly something the whole Suns team has right now. What's the chemistry like in that locker room? And how, how is that fueled with you and, uh, and everyone that's having so much success right now? Yeah, it's great. I mean, we all just laugh around, just have fun, stay loose. And there's no one really tenting up. So once everyone's like that, you can just go out there and play your game and have fun. Yeah, and we touched on it a couple minutes ago. You were with the Starfires for a brief period in 2020. What was your experience like there and also playing with your former high school teammate, Drew DiMartino? It was a good time. Me and Drew actually drove together every game, so a little bonding from high school to then. And then I was just thankful for the opportunity through the pandemic and stuff to be able to get a few innings and try and pitch. It was a good time. Speaking of a good time in chemistry from school, you you have some any 10 competition throughout the league and some New Haven teammates as well as Andrew Kane's on New Britain uh, for one of them. When you face one of your teammates or a guy you you face in the spring, what? how do you prepare for that? Do you see that before the game? Do you know they're in the lineup? Uh, walk, walk us through that a little bit. Yeah, we usually text each other before we get to the stadium, let each other know if they're playing or not. And it's always fun, just a few giggles here and there. And if you strike them out, you just tip your cap. If they hit it, you just tip your cap. And then laugh it off after the game yeah we can't talk about Pittsfield without talking about those Sundays. we've had multiple catchers on talking about them including Mike Gervasi but your mentality as a pitcher what is that like when a Sunday is called and how do you keep your arm warm and your mind strong during those delays um you just kind of got to power through them just stay on the side just throw a little bit but everyone knows they suck and why is the sun behind the field and all that but just trying to power through them and just drinking some water, throwing, and then going out there and trying to finish your job. Yeah, is there any uh, any pitch particular when the sun's getting low that, you know, the hitters might not be able to see? Is it just the heater? Or like, can you drop a deuce in that 
that they can't oh, see yeah. the glare. A good uh, AJ uh, couldn't see our first game. We played him, and the curveball was just – I was just feeding it in there to all the hitters. He looked at me and said, I can't see. So I just rode it out until they couldn't see it anymore. That's awesome. Yeah, it's, it's so weird. Like, obviously, like, we talked to Mike, we talked to Jackson Peterson, and they were saying they wanted it as long as they could until they were going to be up in the next inning because they knew they knew guys like you would hit the spots. Exactly. Just trying to fill it up and make your best pitches. And then the sun just helps you out a little more. Yeah. N- not taking any credit away from the ERA, but that definitely helps the <laughs> stats too. <laughs> so, uh, so let's talk about the rest of the arsenal a little bit. What's, what's working for you pitch selection wise so far? Um, I've been really just trying to throw strikes and I've been getting um, up in the count with my fastball and just trying to make good O2 pitches with either my curveball and change up and keeping guys off balance is my main goal right now. And looks like I'm doing that so far. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we we're seeing it on the numbers. Uh, I haven't seen you in person yet, but I'm looking forward to it. Uh, hopefully down in new Britain, knock on wood for, uh, for the all-star game. So what's your routine on a start day? Take us through the Isaiah morning to, to first pitch. Um, I usually wake up, get a breakfast sandwich from this place called Juice and Job out here. And then I'll either get this place called Sarah's Cheesecake, same places every time. And then I go to the gas station, get a gallon of water, a monster. And then I just go and mess around with the guys a little bit, stay loose. And then an hour before, I just start throwing, stretching and all that, and then get on the bump and ready to roll. Sounds like that's working out just fine so far. We had catcher Mike Gervasi on earlier in, in season three here. How important is it to get a relationship with a catcher so quickly in summer ball? Oh, it's great because you, you both don't really know each other. So you just try and go out there and compete and hit your spots. And Mike's been great for me calling pitches and switching, mixing them up and me and him have really good connection right now, and hopefully we can keep it going for the rest of the year. You're definitely a seasoned vet here in the FCBL. What advice do you have for pitchers or catchers that um, need to work with a new guy, a new battery mate? Um, just go introduce yourself. Don't be scared. Just go be yourself and have make a joke with him, and I'm sure he'll love the joke. And that's usually what I do, just go and try and make conversation. And you, you guys are playing together for the whole summer, so you can't be – weird especially if you're tech if he's catching you so go out there and make a joke with him and stay loose yeah and it's got to be important when Gervasi is behind the plate going hey you know the hitters can't see but I can see so he can keep throwing strikes all he wants yeah exactly hold on we'll get right back to Isaiah but first we want to share a message from our friends at 78 sports do you have kids playing baseball or softball we all know practice time is limited especially here in New England not to mention the cost of lessons and cage time can add up quickly. Save yourself time and money by giving your kids what they need to work on their game at home. Our friends at 78 Sports can help you put together the perfect at-home training setup. Whether you want to start small with just a tee and hitting net or looking to set up a full cage with turf and a pitching machine, they have you covered. The team at 78 Sports has designed and installed hundreds of home and commercial sports training facilities, so let them help you plan the perfect setup for your space. Visit the 78 Sports website at 78sports.com. That's S-E-V-E-N-T-Y, number eight, sports.com. For a limited time, just by mentioning Back to the Futures, you'll receive a 10% discount off your order. 
That's S-E-V-E-N-T-Y, number eight sports.com. Now back to Isaiah Mestre. And transitioning from the FCBL to college ball, this season you made seven appearances at New Haven, ended with a one and two record. What did it mean to be back on the field and pitch this spring after the craziness that was 2020? I mean, it felt good. Clearly, like I said, I didn't really have the year I wanted to. So coming here, I just really was trying to focus in and get my confidence back, like I said. And Getty and the coaches allowed me to do that. And that's what happened so far. Yeah, and during COVID-19, we did a little research. And on the New Haven baseball Twitter, you made a statement telling your brothers to stay positive, And you used the hashtag brick by brick. What does the hashtag brick by brick mean? And what did it mean to be the guy, to be the voice that spoke out against everything that was happening with COVID and trying to, you know, calm everybody down and reassure everybody that everything was going to be okay? I mean, it means a lot. I mean, I try and be the leader there and keep everyone positive through the pandemic and even now there. But the brick by brick is just some like saying we have. Everyone had a brick and they had to put a saying on it, a whole bunch of different sayings. Like mine was brotherhood a whole bunch of different stuff. And it just is something that we all had in our locker room and try to like keep us positive. And whenever that something happened, we'd look at a brick and say, we have to play this way and not the wrong way. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it brought every team I think that was allowed to play this year so much closer because, you know, my, my coach, I, I, I pitch at Emerson, my coach, was always saying, you know, you guys only have each other. You're not allowed to do anything else. And, and it really did bring us all so much closer, even though it was such a hard time for so many people. Yeah, for sure. So going back a couple of years, you're named to the any 10 all rookie team. After going eight and two, you earned your first career NCAA tournament win against Franklin Pierce, who they're always a powerhouse. You threw seven innings, six Ks against them. So how would you describe your overall experience with the Chargers? It's a good experience. I love the coaches and I just try and pitch obviously there. And it honestly, I didn't really have the past two years I wanted to freshman year. I did well, but the past two years I didn't really do well. So hopefully this year I can go in there and do my thing and throw strikes and have the season I want to, to end my college career. Yeah, absolutely. And back even further a little bit, how were you recruited to new Haven? Did you always, uh, have your eye on the any 10 honestly I had no idea where I was going to go I was going to go the prep school route and then uh they didn't give me any financial aid so that was real late like maybe April that's when the financial aid comes out for prep schools so I didn't get any money for the prep schools so I just had to reach out to a whole bunch of uh, northeastern schools and New Haven was the first one to reach back out to me they came down and watched me play and offered me on the spot. So they've always treated me well. Yeah, that's a great story. And we've we started asking this question more and more in season three of the podcast, and the answers just keep getting better and better. So that's awesome. Yeah. You also attended Taconic High School in Pittsfield, where you were named the Berkshire County MVP in 2017, and we're all Western Massachusetts first team in 2016. What was it like to receive those honors, and what was your experience like in high school? I mean, I was playing with my best friend, so the awards were just kind of the icing on the cake, but it was just a great experience overall. We've been playing with each other since we were 11. So to be able to go into high school and still dominate like we did and then 
later in the our years win the state championship. It was really cool. Yeah, and talk about that state championship for a minute. What was it like to be such a crucial part of that and come out in the dog pile at the end of the day? I mean, it was probably one of the best feelings I've had in baseball, just being able to go out there and do something that's never been done in school history and just do my part and pitch. So it was a really cool experience, and I hope everyone could do it one day. Yeah, you have a ton of experience in Pittsfield now because you've gotten to create so many summer memories there as well. Did, have you played at Wakona Park before you were on the Suns? And uh, what's your favorite non-FCBL memory from Wakona Park? Yeah, we actually would play our rival Pittsfield High there every year. And then our um, they'd try and get like a Western Mass game there, like semifinal game or something. But my favorite memory would probably be my senior year. I um, – through a shutout, seven inning shutout against Pittsfield High. So that was that was a cool experience at Wakona Park. I feel like I, we cherish those moments more when it's done, whether it's playing with our best friends or, or beating the rivals in high school. Yeah, exactly. So you also played hoops in high school. You you're, uh, played all four years. What led you um, to choose baseball over basketball? I honestly wasn't sure what I was going to do yet because I was going to go to prep school and see how that played out and see what gave me the best offer or whatever. But after playing a few games, I think we played 10 games before I actually committed to New Haven. It was real late. I was just like, I can't give this up. I got to continue to play. And that's what kind of led me towards baseball. And I got to ask as a, uh, as a Celtic fan, uh, any particular basketball player named Isaiah that you like more than the rest, just, because you share the same name. Um, no, not I honestly don't even really watch basketball, but okay. I don't Owen really was like... looking for Isaiah Thomas there. <laughs> FYI. He's a yeah, got no, a retweet but... from him last week. <laughs> oh yeah, Isaiah Thomas is my my favorite player. So that's trying to make a joke didn't work. Anyway, moving <laughs> on. <laughs> uh before we get to our final segment, how about a message to Suns fans? Just keep supporting us and hopefully we'll keep winning games. Yeah, the Suns are certainly hot right now. They're in first place, tied for first place. It's going to be a good couple of weeks as we get closer and closer to the end of the season and the middle of the season as the All-Star game is coming up as well. Before we get back to our interview with Isaiah Mestre, we want to share a message from our friends at On Demand Storage. Are you tired of living in clutter? Do you need more space around your home or office? Are you sick of visiting your self-storage unit? Does your business need a way to securely and conveniently store excess materials? On-demand storage will pick up your items directly from your location and put them in storage for you. When you want something put back, give us a call and we can deliver it back right away. We bring convenience to the outdated self-storage process. Visit ondemandstorage.com and submit an inquiry. During sign-up, mention the Futures League and receive 50% off your storage pickup. Once again, that's ondemandstorage, all one word, dot com. We now return to our interview with Isaiah Mestre. We now move on to our final segment. It's called Quick Hits. It's presented by Zephyr, the official on-field head of the Futures League. Zephyr, high quality and innovative design since 1993. So, Isaiah, we have a couple more questions for audience to get to know you better. Is that cool? Yeah, that's fine. All right, let's do it. Favorite baseball teammate that you've ever played with? Um, wow. I'd have to say Jack Cooney still playing together played with each other forever so i'd have to say him yeah jack cooney another pittsfield native and fan favorite just like yourself and how about favorite ballpark that you've played in and one that you've attended as a fan i'd have to say fenway just because all the 
history there, and it's a real cool place to play and watch games. Of course. And then how about a sports stadium or sporting event that's on your bucket list? The new Yankee Stadium. I've never been to the new Yankee Stadium, so it's where I want to go. I'm a big Yankee fan, so someplace I want to watch the Yankees play. That previewed our next question a little bit. You just answered who your favorite big league team is. So how about favorite big league player, whether it's current or historical? I'd have to go with Tatis just because he's doing that. He's so good for the game right now. He's it's unreal. I love watching him play. Yeah, his three home runs and four innings last night was or a couple nights ago was on it not human. So it's just it's ridiculous to see. And then how about as a pitcher, do you look up to anyone or model your game after any major leaguer or, or someone else that plays baseball? I'm a big Marcus Stroman fan and just how he pitches and how he goes about his business. So I'd probably say Stroman. All right, before we move on to a couple other questions about you, I've been thinking about this for the last couple of days, watching the Red Sox sweep the Yankees. Is Brian Cashman a good GM? No, I don't think so. <laughs> What's up with the Yankees roster? I know it's brutal. All at like, Oh, it's just so bad. How can't you win games with that lineup? It's just crazy. Got to make some changes. Yeah, exactly. Can't just, it's been the same thing for like four years for him. Got to make some know, changes. Right? Got to make changes. All right. So when you're taking the mound at Wakona park, what's your walk-up music? It's uh dangerous by Morgan Wallen. Love it. One of the new ones. Oh yeah. Big Morgan fans over here. <laughs> um, and any superstitions on game day or whether you're watching a Yankee game or any, any point at all of baseball? On uh, game days, I usually try and do the same thing every day. Like I said, going to the breakfast place and then getting a sandwich from this place. And then I always have a monster and a gallon of water before I pitch. So I'd say there's super, some superstition there. Yeah, the gallons in my, uh, in my superstition checklist as well. <laughs> And uh, what about when you're at the game as a fan, whether it's Yankee Stadium or Fenway, uh, favorite ballpark food? I'm a big chicken tender and fries guy, so I'd probably just go with the basic chicken tender and fries. Yeah, they don't miss. And are you a bubblegum guy or sunflower seeds guy? Bubblegum. Huge bubblegum. On the mound or just when you're watching? Do gum when I'm pitching, whether it's bubblegum or just regular mint gum or whatever. Does that like keep you focused or do you, do you need something like that to just, yeah, it kind of does. I just, if some things start happening, just chew a little harder and just power through it. Makes sense. Whatever works. And last question of our quick hits segment presented by Zephyr. What's your all time favorite baseball memory? Probably winning the state championship in high school. It was a really cool experience and it, we were the first team to ever do it for Taconic. So makes it a little more exciting. Yeah, again, uh, we've had high school memories and Little League memories the past couple episodes, so that's great that, you know, you were a part of that. And, and again, winning the first one for your school is, is fantastic. Well, Isaiah, that's all we have for you today. Thank you so much for joining us. Best of luck with everything, and we can't wait to see you and the Suns at Wakona Park for the rest of the season. Thank you. Thanks, Isaiah. Good luck. Thank you. Have a good one. Thanks for having me. Of course, and this has been episode 16 of season three of Back to the Futures, the official podcast of the Futures Collegiate Baseball League. We have new episodes coming out every Monday and Thursday. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast. We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, and YouTube. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see everyone soon.
Bye.